0: Stand with me. Ours was no chance meeting. Not fate. Nor destiny. Ours was the work of something greater.
1: The enemy will never let Aragorn come to the throne of Gondor. It
0: is time. Give him the sword of the king. Become who you were born to be.
1: I'm uh-huh. not sending him away. Comes me. Sit around and watch the same movies over and over. I always thought you could have made a cool movie. You're right. I'm living on borrowed time. No more watching movies. I'm
2: gonna make a movie. What's the movie gonna be about? It's
1: about him working here. Meta.
2: This organized chaos podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you.
1: Hello, and welcome to another Organized Chaos podcast. My name is Bobby Quarters, and we got a heck of a show today. The best, in fact.
2: Wow, the best we ever? Talked
1: here. <laughs> yes. Wow. We, in fact, best that ever is, ever was, and ever will be.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it, it 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 might be easier than the, the first episode of Rings of Power, but we'll get to it. Because that is one of the things we're covering uh, in this show. We'll be covering the first four episodes of Rings of Power, which I... Yes. I have opinions. I have opinions. <laughs> but, a lot happened. Yes.
1: And that's coming from not the biggest Lord of the Rings fan, but yes. I can tell you a lot happened.
2: Yeah, yeah. There. What was... exactly?
1: I'm not sure.
2: There. There is stuff. There is stuff. Um, <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Cause like, I, I, it's immediately coming off negative. I don't know if I dislike this, but this is. I have opinions. <laughs> yes. There, there, there are definitely pluses to this show, though. It's not a complete like shit show or anything. There, we'll get to it. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, there's,
1: there's stuff that even I'm kind of getting into with the show. Yeah. So. They're drawing a not not fan into it. So yeah. that that's at least speaks for some
2: Yes. And then uh and then after that we will jump ahead two thousand years in lore, I believe that's the timeline, to Return of the King, the 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 third part in the Peter Jackson trilogy, Theatrical Cut, yes. which I haven't seen these in a while. So uh and then we will conclude with Clerks Three, which is, is totally uh on brand with uh the whole theme we're going with for this episode. I feel like I feel yes. like Clarks would fit well in the Lord of the Rings universe yeah. quite comfortably.
1: <laughs> well, two, definitely.
2: Two, oh, God, I yeah. Mean, I mean, I the mean, donkey show. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say the battle, the battle of Helms Deep, but you can call it a donkey show. You know? <laughs> sure,
2: sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> Why not? Um... So, like, I want to say it was a slow news week because nothing caught my eye in particular. outside of one big thing, obviously. But, um... Yeah, there's I, one
1: major thing that's been making the rounds that, in fact, I believe blew up as news as we were recording last week.
2: Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I think it was about a week ago. Now, usually, yeah. now I do want to stress, whenever I say, oh, it seems like a slow news week, the next week it's like, oh, yeah, here's five things we should have covered here. <laughs> Yes, but that's because the the news cycle got dominated by the the release of the Little Mermaid live action uh, trailer teaser. You didn't get much of it. I actually haven't seen it yet. I've seen bits of it, and it caused the internet to blow up because Ariel uh, is played by Halle Bailey, who is black. I don't care, but apparently there are people who still care. Um. One thing I found interesting is that it was a while ago when it was announced that she'd be playing Ariel. Um, it might have even been mm-hmm. pre-pandemic when it was announced.
1: Yeah, that was. I do believe it was announced pre-pandemic as well.
2: And all of a sudden, these people are blowing up when it's like, we knew this going in. What did did you think they, they were casting a black Ariel and then what, going to change it without any warning? No, they they're still doing that. And part of me almost feels like Disney is trolling these people to a, a bit with this type of stuff. Because it, it's so easy at this point. Like, just oh. do anything and they freak. I mean, what were you going to add, Bobby?
1: I believe, I believe I heard something about that guy that you're showing his tweet about how yeah. he uh, altered and edited their copyrighted material. Mm-hmm. He uh, got a cease and assist, I believe, from Disney.
2: Yeah, well, this guy, I believe, has his count banned as well as the at 10 gazillion yeah. IQ who actually did it. If you're listening, mm-hmm. uh, the screenshot I have up is from this uh, Jesse Moriarty uh, at Vanderbilt whatever. He's a piece of shit on Twitter. Uh, and it's a picture of a white ginger Ariel over the original black Ariel by Halle Bailey. And it says credits to our memer, artificial intelligence scientist at 10 gazillion IQ. He fixed the little mermaid and turned the woke actor into a ginger white girl. He says he can do the whole, he can fix the whole movie when it comes out with four times (laughs) a 6,024 hours. It's over for woke cells. Now, Number 1, I want to say I was actually able to I did look at this footage that he did. It looks good. It's too bad he's using it for to be a racist piece of shit. Um Yeah. It's like, like how fucked up are you? Um just no. Um you have I hate to tell these guys, if you want to see a mo- little mermaid movie with a white ariel, that fucking exists. And I, I also hate to tell these guys that these live action remakes have been pretty fucking bad so far.
1: Yeah, they've been I can't think of one good one that they've had.
2: I I enjoyed the Jungle Book.
1: But I, sit- I didn't. I haven't. I haven't watched that one. I kind of watched the first few. Mm. Like, what was it? Lion King?
2: Well, Lion King was later.
1: Yeah, What was the first few that they had? Though? I think I mean, Jungle Book it, might have been
2: early, but was like early in the wave. Um, what was the first? Well, the first one they did was the Alice in Wonderland, uh, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland.
0: Uh,
1: I think that's uh, a different, like, you know,
2: metaverse it, one or something. Well, yeah, no, it was definitely them yeah. like dipping their toes into it. Um, but it's
1: also like you know, just
2: Tim Burton,
1: yeah, with every, so it's it's hard to kind of I'd say the only movie that I could not mistake it not being a Tim Burton movie would probably be Big Fish. But that still has his fingerprints.
2: Yeah, that still right. has his fingerprints, but yeah, it does feel more muted in that. Um I'm one of the yeah. few people who actually likes that one quite a bit. I thought he did a good job Me too. with that one. Me too. Um I,
1: I think I enjoy it I enjoy it a lot as well.
2: Yeah. Uh but yeah, this uh these live action remakes aren't good. Odds are no. <laughs> the version with the white Ariel is gonna be the fucking good one, um, but you guys are still outraged just because there's gonna be a live action remake with a black Ariel. It's a fucking mermaid, and it's, you're—it's
1: a fucking mermaid.
2: And yeah. I—sorry, well, I, I, go ahead. Well, these guys' excuse is that—well, um, you guys said color doesn't matter. To so my response is, yeah, color doesn't matter. Why do you care? We have—we have, we we have the white there. version. Now they're gonna do the black version, and the black version is probably gonna suck, unfortunately. I'd love it if it was great, but it's probably going to suck. Um, these guys just need to get over it. Holy shit. And then I, mean, I they're really, oh, sorry. I was I, just going to say, I want to, I want to yeah, <laughs> stress, like you look at this tweet and I'm going to go back to a part of it. He fixed Little Mermaid and turned the woke actor into a ginger white girl. Now ask yourself, what word is he using in place of woke? Now, he doesn't want to use that word because then it would be clear he's being racist. But, you know, yeah. uh, Just, huh. wow. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: oh. oh, man. I love it when they antagonize with the time. Yeah. Oh, oh. fuck.
2: <laughs> it's...
1: I, I, I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. Or, and yeah. Oh.
2: <laughs> well, that's the thing. They just use woke. and Because they don't oh, want to be obvious with their, their bigotedness. But like, yeah, they, they use the word woke instead. But it's, it's thin. It's a thin
1: veneer. Uh, sir, you veneer. should be careful. Your, your, yeah. your, your robes are showing.
2: Yeah, it shows so easy. Like... Just adapt woke into the worst possible word. And that that's pretty much what they're intending.
1: <laughs> Whatever they're trying to use it against or towards or yes. relevance to.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah. it's bad. Oh, oh, and as I open up a news article, I see it like about eight different times. And it's like, oh, that's. Yeah. There's that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's getting into mainstream it, stuff, too, which is scary. Yeah.
1: Mm. That is a that is kind of horrifying. But, yeah. Well, here's something that's interesting.
2: Like you, you remember
1: the original cartoon, like oh, yeah. the Disney cartoon. Mm-hmm. The whole point and purpose plot of that movie, if you will, if you think about it, it is a girl changing everything about herself in order to be with a man. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little cringe.
0: <laughs>
2: it is. It is, it's, And, it's, I'm, and, I'm and just, I was, I enjoyed that, that movie, especially it, as a kid. Yeah, but.
1: yeah. Yeah. As a kid, I did too, but I didn't even know any be- any better yeah. of any of those like underlying things. These are things I see looking at it through an adult lens. Yeah. And it, it's interesting that it's like, you know, let's not forget that. So, I mean, you know, would you rather have kids little girls in particular have the message of that or that this Little Mermaid isn't cool because of the color of her skin. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that one is the lesser of two evils or one is better than the other, obviously, but it's uh,
2: <laughs> well.
1: It's just I, funny that this. It, it, it's it's, a, it's absurd to me that this is pissing more people off about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like I said, it's the live action remakes. These things have a terrible track record so far.
1: They really do. I mean, I'll, I'll admit the only thing good about the more recent live action remakes is I think it was a smart move that Disney played it safe and didn't alter the character of Pinocchio a single bit.
2: I actually haven't seen Pinocchio yet.
1: So mm. have you seen the trailer for it? No,
2: actually, because I haven't. Yeah. They,
1: they they didn't alter him at all. It just looks like a CGI Pinocchio. Like, OK, OK. Mm. My one question is: Is there is there going to be that horrific scene of that boy turning into a donkey? Because I, that shit gave me nightmares as a kid.
2: Actually, I have heard that that is like the the most horrific scene in the new one. That it's that they keep that in there, and it's just oh, as bad. that's mm.
1: that's that's just heartwarming. Goodness Good old
2: nightmare for fuel for your kids. Good, <laughs> but
1: I guarantee, but I know, but they did remove the crows from Dumbo. I know that they well. did remove
2: those. Oh god, I forgot about Dumbo. That one
1: sucked too. That that one's bad.
2: Yeah, you have to remove the crows because oh my god, but still that movie still sucked.
0: (laughs)
1: Yeah. That movie was still bad. Yeah. Uh, Still horrible. Yeah. I mean, very good on you for taking the crows out, but. Bad movie. (laughs) Well, I wasn't. Oh, I guess there is some
2: I want to say like the main crow. Uh, the working name of the n- main crow was like Jim Crow or something like that, which is just
1: character name or something. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hold on. We could also talk about the genius political stunt that Texas and Florida both did too. Well,
2: here, uh, put down, uh, put up in that because I want to tell the 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 story. Oh. Uh, uh low down, low mermaid. To give some context, because I've heard a story that Little Mermaid is essentially the story of forbidden love. And Mm -hmm. Hans Christian Andersen wrote it at the time because he was crushing on another man. Which is... Yeah, when when you look at the context of this type of story, it makes sense. Um, So, I could see that. And... That's pretty much what I wanted to introduce, because I've heard that story, and it makes sense when you look at the context of this story. But forbidden love that. And well, in the, in the Hans Christian Andersen version, they never end up together, which makes more sense. Makes
1: I, more... Uh, yes, um, the uh, lead crow in Dumbo, I, I was looking that up. Yes, he is, in fact, named Jim. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this, uh,
2: uh Cliff Edwards. That, 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 uh, that scene is very racist. <laughs> um, Cliff
1: Edwards, uh, he was, a, or Clifton Avon Edwards, better known as Cliff mm-hmm. Edwards. Um, oh, believe he, judging off of this photo, I'd say that he was a white man.
2: Yeah. Yep, that, that that sounds right. Um, I want to say that those crows are almost as racist as making a fucking computer program designed to remove black people from a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's on a similar wavelength. <laughs>
1: he he um, uh, was specializing in jazz renditions of pop standards and novelty tunes. He had a number one hit of... Singing in the Rain in 1929, he also voiced animated cartoons. Later in his career, he was best known for the voice of Jimmy Cricket and Walt Disney's Pinocchio. Fun and Fancy Free uh, and Dandy, in parentheses Jim Crow, and uh, Walt Disney's Dumbo. So I guess they later amended his name to Dandy Jim.
2: Yeah, yeah, try to hide that a bit better. <laughs>
1: a bit but hey he's he's playing a ukulele that's, sure that's, sure <laughs> that's good and i can't really knock him so much for taking and portraying that role because at that time they would most, of, most often put a lot of stage paint on an actor and mm-hmm. call it a day yeah and just tell them to do their best uh exaggerated
2: performance <laughs> yeah man eh. oh. but uh now what story did you find
1: um. uh, The uh, move about, uh, I believe it was uh, Ron DeSantis.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh God! Uh, yeah.
1: Who who put a bunch of migrant workers on uh, buses and sent them to Martha's Vineyard?
2: Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I think I saw something about that.
1: Yeah, they're doing it as a political stunt, and now they're just turning it around as an attack on the Democrat on the left saying that oh they say they're all about helping out helping arms but look they're turning them right back away look at this and it's just like you know that they were dumped there and you guys are using them as a political stunt and now you're
2: accusing the
1: left of doing exactly what you did
2: yeah exactly like this is
1: all like like everyone knows what you can see Mm -hmm. what. No, I, I, I. Sorry, it's 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 infuriating. No, to me. no,
2: it, it drive all politics drives me nuts because Democrats have become the party of let's like do nothing and be incremental, and Republicans have become the party of let's just be the biggest assholes in the universe and do evil. And I find it Sorry. frustrating so much. I I wish more yeah. Democrats would stand out and just point out these Republicans. I do too. You could, How could you not be just beating these guys into oblivion? They're fucking evil, Seriously, for fuck's sake. I, <laughs>
1: I kind of feel that, like, we need more politicians that were more le- along the lines of Andrew Jackson. Yeah, he was kind of a piece of shit and a racist, but you know what? He didn't take any shit. He
0: yeah. Any mm.
1: Shit in Congress. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> He'd stand up and slap somebody. Mm-hmm. Even oh. if his time, even he'd go over his allotted time. Period, yeah. So,
2: I'll, I'll I'll just say this, Ron DeSantis. There's there's like no universe where you'll ever have my vote for anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you are a plastic surgery nightmare. <laughs> like I mean, my God, I can't tell if he's had too many facelifts
2: or too many strokes. Uh, are we ready for some <laughs> power? Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am, because if we talk more about that end, I'm going to just say some stuff and get our channel
2: gone. (laughs) Oh, it's all good. (laughs) YouTube allows outrageous speech on the right, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they do, they do, so they'd be okay with me calling a few spineless worms out. Mm
2: -hmm. So, uh, (laughs) on to the Rings of Power. Um, Yes. (laughs) So, before we really get into this, I want to stress that, This might be one of the most beautiful series I've ever watched. This is... Oh, yeah. Visually, this is gorgeous.
1: It does. Like, I'll say that within the first, like, 30, 40 minutes of me watching the first episode... Well, actually, near the end of the first episode, I should say, rather. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I was was getting in there and was like, well, I see what the budget went into. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is gorgeous. Yeah. Like, it's some... Gorgeous filming locations. I, I was very happy that Amazon has that stuff that pops up that tells you all that information. You would just you kind of wonder while you're watching it. Yeah, and looking, oh, oh, cool. They went back to New Zealand.
0: Mm. Cool.
2: Yeah, they-
1: like that. Um, that kind of um, uh, Hobbit forests. I don't think that they are technically hobbits, because they've never really called themselves hobbits. No, they're they're supposed to be like Harfoots,
2: which I think it's supposed to be like primitive hobbits. There is some debate where not Harfoots are supposed to be primitive hobbits, or uh, just a family of hobbits, but whatever. Here they're primitive hobbits. As someone... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's what I I figured, because I noticed like, well, you know, they're not really halflings, they haven't referred to themselves as that, or anything I remember the hobbits calling themselves. I'm assuming there's some like distant ancestors, because again, I'm going in 100% blind to the lore, Mm -hmm. which is what I was excited about watching this, because maybe this will kind of spark more of an interest for me. And I'll admit it kind of has. I'm trying to place in like the the history of what I know already from the first three films, from those three films that we've just watched.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Of what I know, and from what I can guess, is that they're probably building up to that battle that we see in the beginning of Fellowship.
2: Yeah, no, this seems like the Where, story that leads that battle, which would be a good like that's a good story to tell because you know you would end with that, the you'd end with the death of Sauron and stuff like that. And
1: I'll admit it's it's kind of what I'm hoping for and yeah. what I feel is totally gonna happen and as we talk more about the show i'll point out i'll say like this is why i think
0: this mm-hmm.
1: now like they haven't really mentioned it but i mean i remember in the first in fellowship they had said that you know the alliances are like the the, what was it, the dwarves and the elves have lived together and peace for years and years like, yeah the history of them goes long, like goes as long back past the war mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that, and like kind of Legolas and Gimli kind of playing off with that, and all the interactions. That is just how I what I gathered. I, I think they had mentioned it in
2: the dialogue.
1: I don't know. We have kind of it watched a familiar, lot of, yeah. of the
2: Rings. Yeah, yeah. We, I can't remember in exactly. It but within the past couple weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I I remember hearing something along those lines with it. And really, the relationship between the elf and the dwarf in this one. I get a lot of it, like you know, yeah, yeah. I know that you know we our people are at peace, but like you, fuck you, like yeah. they, they personally have a history,
0: yeah. And no. it's kind
1: of, and I kind of like how it's been playing out, and it's definitely a long-stated one because we hear from a past a story that the elf tells uh, the you no know, the dwarf's wife that you know it's when they were younger. So I'm assuming it was you know. Probably while they were on a hunting trip or mm-hmm. something, or maybe some minor battle that we have yet to know about.
2: <laughs> well, well, the the characters are about are uh, the elf is Elrond, and then the uh, the elf, dwarf yes. is uh, Durin. Elrond is Hugo Weaving in the the movies. Um, but okay. yeah, I, I do like their friendship that that we've seen. Um, when we get first music... that, get the is,
1: that to... is that elf is Hugo Weaving's
2: character. Yes.
1: Okay, that must have gone completely over my head. Yeah,
2: it's it's, it's the same guy, <laughs> much younger okay, version. cool. Yeah, elves. Yeah, I, I elves are long-lived. I was, <laughs>
1: well,
2: I know that they live forever. Yeah, and, and pretty much until I was, get I, killed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. Pr- I was just curious as to like exactly before fellowship. When does this start? Because obviously, this takes place long before, like the hot, the events of the. No, Alphazard it's,
2: it's well. around two thousand years, I believe. Okay. Um, but yeah, I like I like the relationship between Elrond and the Elf because Elrond first goes to that cave. He's like, "Oh, the- Durin's a great friend. We'll we'll get along great." And then Durin he gets there, and Durin's pissed at him. It's like, dude, you miss my wedding. You have, you know, Dern's essentially exactly. like, dude, we were good friends and you haven't even bothered to contact me for fucking 20 goddamn years. And you know what? I kind of understand that 20 years to Elf is nothing. 20 years to a dwarf. Oh, my God, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you you just dip yeah. out and then you want to come back and act like you haven't, you, you know, we've been hanging out like yesterday. Get fucked. Yeah. Yeah, and then kind of the the repair of the relationship. I like that. I really like that aspect of the of the story. Now, I I I have issues because especially the first episode. I feel like it's getting better, but that first episode is a bit of a chore. Um, it was
1: a bit rough. It was a bit rough.
2: Like like I said, it's visually great. There are some very cool moments yeah. even in that episode, <laughs> but oh, they are jam packing you with exposition dumps. Um, there there's a lot to take in that first episode. Uh, after that it's a bit easier, and I feel like it's getting easier as we go. The story's getting a bit more, um, getting a bit more involved. Um, we saw yeah. Sauron briefly. Uh, great look for Sauron, by the way. Um, we've never seen like Sauron without the armor before, so okay, cool. Um, he's it's it's established he's an elf. I believe that's established in lore but i don't remember exactly um but, but really yeah. he, didn't, he didn't just
1: fall from the sky
2: yeah well the mysterious stranger that fell from the sky um i read a theory about who he is and i think if amazon has rights to his character it's definitely him um do you have any theories on who he is
1: i think it's sauron that's a red herring. no
2: no we, we we've already seen sauron Sauron was the guy in the the cave with the prisoner. You okay, let the prisoner yeah. go with the the message. Yeah, he's the sorcerer. No, uh, uh, do you have any theories besides that for uh the that the... was
1: that was my theory. Oh, okay, I thought that was just like you know like. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, Sauron's there. Sure. He, he's in power. No. Uh, I'm pretty sure the stranger is a uh, Gandalf. If they have the rights to the character, that's the only that's the only reason I can see why it wouldn't be, because Gandalf himself is supposed to be quite long lived as well. <laughs> and mm. yeah, if they have the rights to Gandalf, they're definitely gonna fucking use him. <laughs> well,
1: it, yeah, I didn't um, even think of it being Gandalf. I thought it would have been before him, his time.
2: Yeah, that's the thing, but yeah, he I think he's mm. very long lived as well. He's been around for a while as well. In fact, I think his time is actually before this. But maybe there's a storyline where, you know, he's lost his memory or something. That's the thing. Um, Lots of people are acting like this isn't book accurate. And they're ignoring the fact there isn't a book for this. Uh, (laughs) There's literally four books that Tolkien wrote about the Lord of the Rings uh, universe, Middle Earth universe, whatever you want to call it. There's four. There's The Hobbit and the three Lord of the Rings movies. That's it. Or movies. Three books. I think he might have even written books. Lord of the Rings as one volume to begin with.
1: Yeah, didn't he originally, like, I think, like, wasn't Lord of the Rings and, like, the first half of Two Towers one book?
2: I don't know. I'm thinking that when initially released, it might have been all three as one book. But may- maybe, oh, wow. maybe he did two. I don't know. But yeah. They they've yeah. obviously split it up because he did kind of. Have... No,
1: it was all one book. Yeah. And fellowship was chapter one.
2: Yeah. King Towers was chapter two. Yeah. And you know,
1: <laughs> turn of the king is chapter three.
2: Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> but and uh, then it had about eight prologues. Oh, Yes. We're getting to that. We're getting. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, the, this this whole series is essentially just based on appendices and like notes. So obviously, the writers of this series have a bit of a leeway in what they're allowed to write because otherwise, you don't have anything. You, <laughs> um, for all the people crying about, oh, there's black, there's black hobbits and uh, a Latino elf. No, I, I haven't. I meant to look up his name, but I actually really like the Latino elf character. Um, I'd like to call oh, something that besides Latino elf. He,
1: oh, oh, you mean that badass elf?
2: Yeah, yeah, the badass elf that you know who it is. That huh? one, that one that had a demon gore, like a
1: what an orc dog chewing on its own chain <laughs> in like a root cage. Yeah, you mean that badass motherfucker? Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, the
2: guy who was who fucking when he needs an arrow, just grabs the one shot at him from fucking mid-air and reloads his bow with it. Yeah.
1: That was awesome. Yeah. It, it. That was
0: awesome.
2: Yeah. That guy. Uh, Arendir. Yeah, he's badass. Um, But for all the people complaining about this shit, I want to stress, this is a really fucking white show. I mean, what the fuck are you people talking about? Seriously. I am so confused like, by I, this. Yeah, really? Really? like i mean there, th- there's a
1: town called white tower
2: <laughs> there's
1: there's yeah, the, the white castle and it's like my god it is just an over abundance with it on when it's on screen
2: yeah no like there is there's, there's <laughs> just so many white people in this series just just get over it holy shit it's <laughs> real. it's cool it's, it's cool it's cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, this, Get the hell over yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely at the point where I'm interested to see where this series goes. I want to see where season one ends. Oh, oh yeah, and I actually purposely grabbed this uh, poster because that that sword that that kid has, that thing's like really evil and fucked up and kind of cool at the same time. It's, it's yeah, definitely figured... some sort of dem- demonic thing. But yeah. Well,
1: my first clue that it was super evil was was a combination of a, it was buried in a barn, and B, the second he uncovered it, some d- demonic whispers and, and winds. Pick. Yeah, those are usually two indicators that I would leave something alone. Like you know, if I'm staying in a house and I find a book in the ba- in the basement that has Latin, hey, I'm not going to figure out what that Latin says. I'm just going to go, oh, I'll close you and put you back right where I found yeah. you.
2: Well. The the other th- indicator of the sword is in order to like like it's just like this hilt and a little bit of a blade to really form it. What you gotta do is stab yourself with it and get some blood into it, and then it'll become a blade. Um, mm. that's fucking evil.
0: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I assume that's gonna be some sort of Sauron thing. It seems to have like a hold on the kid too, which makes me think it'll relate to the the One Ring as well.
1: Well. I also think the uh, guy that we. Uh, the guy who confronted him at the end of episode four. The guy who we stole the sword from. hmm. In his barn. I, I have a feeling that that kid might end up killing
2: him accidentally,
1: or the blade might compel him to.
2: Maybe. Yeah. That blade. I think that blade's definitely going to relate to the one ring. Um. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I meant to look it up, but I don't remember how many rings of power there are in the mythology. I want to say between 15 to 20. But, you know, it all relates down to the one ring, which is the the one Sauron makes for himself. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I'm... It's The series is a little slow going, but it's beautiful. Um, I love the elf... There's a couple characters I dig. I love the elf character. I'm interested in the stranger. Um glad gladriel looks badass but she hasn't really grabbed me yet but maybe she will um but yeah i'm i am intrigued the, uh, by this series i'm really enjoying the dynamic between the stranger and the uh
1: i guess the uh the half laden child
2: yeah was was her name nori yeah i like the dynamic yeah, nori. between nori and the stranger and the dynamic between durin and elrond um yeah those those are all great um like this isn't this isn't bad. It's not, it's not grabbing me as much as I hope, but it is grabbing me. So uh we'll see how the season ends, but I'm I'm intrigued. It's it's a bit of a it, the first episode's a bit of a chore and it's easier after that. But Yeah. I would definitely say if you're interested really, nice in the Ring end... stuff, check it out.
1: <laughs> by the end of the uh, second it's uh it's it's a fairly easy watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Third episode, third episode goes by real quick. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like an hour like the others do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, that first one, that first one's like an hour and 10 minutes. Feels like 90.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It, it's a bit much. <laughs> uh, are we ready to move on to more Lord of the Rings?
1: <laughs> yes. Oh.
2: Ah, uh, yes. The Return of the King, theatrical edition. Um, So this is a really good movie that really could have used a more expedient ending. I feel like this mm-hmm. this watch, through, that, <laughs> that ending really hit me hard. Um, <laughs> It definitely has like five or six endings in this thing. So many fades to black where it's like... Or wait, yeah. epilogues. Yeah, epilogues, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eight and, or nine. Yeah. <laughs> and when once we get to it, it's it's fine. But like, it feels like the movie ends and then, oh, well, we're going to do a bit more than ends. Oh, we're going to do a bit. I guess. More. Some,
1: yeah. At some point, you're kind of expecting the credits to keep rolling up as they're still showing us all this. Yeah.
2: Nope, no, nope, we're still getting it. <laughs> and there's even a point like in the middle of the ending where Frodo does some narration and I know it's a cheap trick, but it's there's there's a reason why lots of people do it. Have Frodo just do some quick narration so you can do quick shots at the end. Be like, okay, Aragorn takes his place as king. Uh, Sam finally asks Rosie out. They get married. You can go through this stuff much quicker and expediently just having Frodo narrate it and showing us key shots. Instead of actually yeah. showing us the whole scenes for these things. Which, hey, I appreciate you shot it. But that's really for the extended version. For the theatrical, you need to be a lot sharper. Come on.
1: <laughs> like they, they could have probably ended it right after Aragon says, you bow to no one.
2: Yeah. To that.
1: And then have the scene of Frodo's narration come in right there.
2: And then...
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> so over. Would have ended yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You know. <sighs> and now,
1: maybe I... during that narration, show a shot of Frodo and Gandalf sailing away.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I want to stress, I still really like this movie. Um, The theatrical I I enjoyed
1: this. I did enjoy it, yeah.
2: The theatrical cuts do not make it clear what happens to Saruman and Wormtongue, which I thought was interesting. I think it just says they're trapped in the tower. And I guess we have to get the extent to see them die. (laughs) It's something I did not remember uh, not seeing in the theatrical. Um,
1: I would not enjoy watching Bradley Dorif die.
2: No, uh, <laughs> uh, we've seen him die many a time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he usually does. That's what happens when he plays the villain. As much as he does.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there's one time he didn't play the villain and he still died.
2: Um, where was it's he? Where a he did it where Oh, is it's it? It's a classic. Okay, now now you've got me. Okay, what is it? You're gonna, I'm gonna die unless I know. <laughs>
1: one flew over the
2: cuckoo's nest oh for sure okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic yes it is it's also been a classic it a... it's probably been at least 10 years since i've seen <laughs> but it is a oh, classic and
1: it is a good one
2: um but yeah uh as far as this movie i do really dig uh for as long as these movies are you don't really feel it um There's a good flow to him that Peter Jackson, 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 listen, it's been a little while since my coffee. Okay. It's all right. Uh, He's got a good flow to these movies. uh, And I love the characters. Um, The actors all do great jobs with them. Um, I was thinking of something, but now I brain farted on it. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, I do think it's interesting throughout most of this series having Frodo be pretty resistant to the ring. Although you see say he's kind of falling under the spell. And kind of here, uh, what I like about the ending is how much it mirrors the ending, uh, the the beginning of Fellowship between Isildur and Elrond. And like they mirror the shots yeah. here, where except it's Frodo and Sam. Sam saying, throw it in. And Frodo's kind of like no, I don't think I will. It's like, oh, yeah. no, Frodo. <laughs> this is what everything's been for. You You have to do this. I'm sorry. I know you're addicted right now, but you gotta fucking do this, dude.
1: <laughs> you have to, man. Mm-hmm. You have to. Uh,
2: but, of course, obviously, Gollum it ends up being the... uh. The uh, the new component that Isildur and Elrond didn't have, and I guess you could argue that Gollum's a hero of the story, because he ends up yeah. destroying the ring. Yeah, he does in his in his <laughs> violent attempt to save it, <laughs>
1: and his own like desperate need for it. Yeah, he spent too much time embracing it, though. Even though, if he were to put it on, it wouldn't it wouldn't have helped him. He mm-hmm. still would have died.
2: Yeah. Well. Uh, one thing. Uh, Walt Gullum, played by the great Andy Circus, and we actually get a little bit of Andy Circus outside of a mocap suit in the beginning of this, which is a yeah. nice touch. I forgot about this. Yeah. Um, you get the 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 uh, origin of Smeagol, who kills yeah, a guy he... just get the ring. <laughs> he kills his friend. Yeah. just for the ring. <laughs> yeah. Well. It, I do believe it is a rule. Smeagol said it was his birthday. It is a rule where if it's your birthday, you can just claim something. And if your friend says no, you can kill him. That's allowed, right? No? Maybe. No? Sure. no. Maybe. Okay, ma- maybe. I, said, I didn't say no. I said maybe. Maybe that's mildly illegal. And by mildly, I mean super.
0: <laughs> in states, but... Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I guess every state has its own laws on little things like murder, but you know. Yeah. State's rights, <laughs> damn it.
1: The <laughs> estate is not a
2: nationalist. <laughs> uh, but yes, um one thing that they don't, like, for all the endings they had, I'm surprised they didn't do at least a little something for Legolas and Gimli, which, again, they could have done expediently if they had Frodo doing the narration, go through all these stuff quickly. But I like the ending of their story in the book, which is simply, they go off adventuring again together till the end of their days. It's like, that's yeah. awesome. They're, they, they, they just became best friends during that whole experience, and when everything was done, it's like, and we're not done. We're not done. We're going to keep going. We're not. Let's go find some more orcs and kill them. Yeah, fuck it, sure. There's. Certain, right. I'm sure there's some running around. Sure, we didn't kill all of them. Yeah. Let's go make sure. It doesn't matter how big they are, Legolas. They count as one.
1: They still count as
2: one. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I actually counted in that part. Mm-hmm. I would say there was probably... Want to say I counted about maybe seven people total on that elephant?
2: Yeah. There is quite a few. Um, Yeah. He had to kill that that, that elephant. Yeah. yeah, If you count the elephant, it's at least five to ten people. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it counts for a lot. (laughs) It does. But yeah, I, I. Speaking of friendships, I like the Legolas Gimli stuff uh, in this movie as well as in the other ones. Uh, their friendship was a good aspect to that carries over from the books decently well. Uh, they do play Gimli more for comedic effect here. They do a bit in the books, oh. but the books also have more time to flesh him out as well, which you don't get as much here. Yeah, I kind so of felt nice.
1: he was definitely more comic relief in this in this one.
2: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like every entry... We have to have Gimli be a bit of comic relief and we have to have Legolas do something badass. And the first one, it was so simple. It's like he took an arrow out of his quiver, stabbed an orc in the face and then shot another orc with it. It's like simple, but badass. And then yeah. in the second one, he has that shield and he slides down the shield and shoots a whole bunch of orcs with it like really fast. It's like, okay, a bit much. And then here we have the Oliphant. and it's like, wow. I'm glad it ends with 3 cuz it's going to get ridiculous soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't really get much like badassery from uh, Gimli even though my man was carrying a war hammer.
2: Yeah, yeah, true. He <laughs> he,
1: he probably Robert and a few of those uh Oh, you know it. You
0: and, know. It. <laughs>
1: yeah, I kind of want to want to see that.
0: mm mm-hmm, Mhm, for sure. <laughs> but,
2: yeah. Uh I would say, despite their length, these movies are really good. Uh, there's a reason why they're kind of considered classics. Uh, they, and Peter Jackson with his, uh, his effects are so goddamn good. Although another thing I noticed was when Mordor was collapsing and lava surrounded Frodo and Sam, we once again have lava that follows Mario rules, which is a uh, always a fun touch. <laughs> Yeah, good movie. Is there anything you want to add?
1: Um, no, and I, and I think I'll I will say after rewatching all of these in order mm-hmm. and kind of to build up to Rings of Power, I kind of do have a new appreciation for them. Like they are great movies mm-hmm. in the sense of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, stories oh, okay, just I I not really my thing, but it's okay and I can get into it. I mean, but. More knowing more of the lore, I would probably enjoy them more. Mm-hmm. So this is also kind of what makes me excited about the new show because it is again kind of what I want. Yeah, the lore, So
2: for sure. Well, like I said, it's uh, yeah. Well, I think I brought up it's. I was in high school when I read these books, so it's it's been a while. It's a little rusty, but um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I remember enjoying them. That being said, it's worth noting uh, the books are a little slow. And the, the, it does kind of remind me of Rings of Power with the speed. <laughs> so Rings of Power does at least have that going forward. It's, uh, it's in keeping with the tone of the books. Uh <laughs> ah, bar, are we ready for Clerks 3?
1: Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> ah, Yes. And the third part of our Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy, this episode, will, of course, be Clerks 3, which fits into Lord of the Rings trilogy uh, very nicely, if you are creative with it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, unfortunately, we're recording this on the 19th, and I guess this movie was available to go see in theaters from the 13th to the 18th. So I guess if you're listening to this and you didn't go see it, um, I guess you missed it. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) we're going to give a lot of spoilers away for this.
2: Yeah, we're going to spoil a lot of it. And the only thing I want to say going into this is that um I overall really like this. This is Kevin Smith's best movie in over a decade probably. Um he like Yeah, but before we get into details, I just really enjoyed this. Um kind of broad yeah, what were yeah. your broad thoughts, Bobby? <laughs>
1: Um, without giving anything away, yeah, I'm going to echo a lot of what you said, really. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed everything about this. Um, I feel it was the perfect uh, bookend to the Clerks saga. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and definitely, kept. it's definitely Kevin's best movie in years.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I, it is his best. This is definitely his opus, I believe.
2: Oh, or yeah.
1: At least his masterpiece.
2: <laughs> well, I... I... I can- yeah. I can tell you t- two elements that really elevate this movie. And those two elements are Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Halloran. Yeah. Holy fuck. I had no idea those guys were such good actors. Shit. Yeah, I, I didn't
1: know the chops that these guys had. I, I, they've always blown me away and even bit parts. Yeah. Even when I see them and stuff outside of Kevin's stuff, I feel they're great but, man, they acted their asses off in this. Yeah.
2: Uh, like, they've always been good in the characters. I especially appreciate, like, Jeff Anderson and his line delivering for Randall. It's just been perfect. But holy Yeah, he has, like, perfect <sighs> delivery. Yeah. uh, Yeah, the dramatic... Like, they show off dramatic chops here, and I had no idea they had those, and it's like, where the hell have these actors been? Like, why am I just seeing this now? These guys are like power fucking houses at this. Um, You like, I do recommend going into this with Kleenex. You probably will need it. There Mm -hmm. are quite a few moments where it's like, oh God, wow. Um, Yeah,
1: brain brain tissues.
2: You'll need them. I do want to stress, I feel like part of what holds this movie back is that um, I actually feel like as far as raw filmmaking-wise, I feel like Kevin Smith probably did a better job of Clerks 2. Uh, this has a better, like, this, This I think, has a better <laughs> script. And, like I said, Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Halloran, best performance I've ever seen from the two of them, period. No no question. Um, not only they're funny, but yeah. But uh, I feel like, I feel like, Kevin Smith set up Dante in his script for something that he, for a path he didn't take. And it feels like probably a rewrite to me. I'm being kind of vague because I don't want to get spoilers yet, but we will spoil it. We're we're (laughs) getting into the point where we're going to have to. Uh, One thing that disappointed me immediately going into the, uh, right in the beginning of this movie is it establishes that Becky, Rosario Dawson, who was in the second one, who Dante hooked up with in the second one, uh, died soon after that movie. Like, very yeah, soon, soon after,
1: after, after the. Uh, yeah, soon after the final scenes of them, she had passed away. Um, we later find out it was around the time that their daughter was about to be born.
2: Yeah. Uh, so
1: Dante lost both his wife and his daughter.
2: Yeah, it was a... Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure they established yeah. it drunk driver that... Uh, Got it was him. a drunk driver that hit them, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um, and I was just playing yeah. <laughs> to see like I was at first I was like, Oh, is she not in this movie? But she actually is in this movie, just very briefly. She is. Yeah. She has like two or three scenes I want to say. Um Yeah. And they're good. And then uh at the end of the credits, there's a bit where it says thank you for Rosario for coming in uh in between being a Jedi to shoot some stuff for the movie, which makes me think that might have been written this way to just give her, uh, yeah. because they couldn't give her a full role, because he was busy doing Ahsoka. Yeah, she
1: was Which, busy being yeah Jedi Knight. Which is more <laughs> forgivable
2: because um, I was super disappointed to see them just kind of casually toss in there that she died. Because it feels like something where it's like, oh, she just isn't in this movie. I was like, what? Come on. Well,
1: I caught it right in the beginning where it had like a little thing, like a memorial. Yeah, yeah. Like, sticker or placard for her right on the register and this is before even like the written and directed by kevin smith comes on screen
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and just seeing that going oh i was like oh Uh, oh yeah i I, oh no no i first saw that i kind of felt dialogue yet
2: yeah well (laughs) i kind of felt a little betrayed when i saw that because i knew there was promotional images that had her in it with the rest of the guys and I was just like, oh, that feels like yeah. trickery. What the fuck are you doing? But yeah, the, the truth is she is in this movie, just not a lot. She is,
1: he is just very much deceased.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But that's part of where Dante's like acting chops. Rhino Halloran. Oh, my God. He yeah. he sells that story of uh, just the grief that he's gone through, that his life has been kind mm-hmm. of on hold since that it's, event. it's. It,
1: it's it's very weird how he can like convey all that with just an expression or a look, mm-hmm. or just even with his posture and his stance. Like it's, yeah, he gave he gave us a lot in this, wow. like act in the sense of his performance. He mm-hmm. gave us quite a bit.
2: Um, uh. But yeah, the the story, you know, I it's the story that essentially we talked about last week. Uh, Randall has a uh, heart attack. Almost dies. He had yeah. he has uh, what they call a widowmaker, which I believe is exactly what Kevin Smith had. Um, yeah, it what, was twenty percent chance of survival that blockage, which you know yeah. J- Jeff and Kevin had the same uh, end result. Fortunately, or well, Jeff uh, Randall. Randall, Randall, yeah. Uh, so Randall decides, you know what? We talk. I talk about movies all the fucking time. Let's make one. So he's going gonna...
1: to fucking make one.
2: Yeah. He, he, and well, he and he makes clerks. He literally makes the first clerks, well, which is well,
1: really before we in, while they're in the hospital, we get a, an appearance by Amy or Amy. Uh, what is Amy Steers? Ced-
2: Isn't it Sedaris? Sedaris. Sedaris. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Amy Sedaris uh, from uh, Strangers the Candy. But she makes she's dressed as a witch and she makes a joke saying that she was on her way to a costume party. Which is a joke from Clerks the animated series, which is the first of many references to the animated series. Yeah, I want to rewatch it. I missed time. that
2: one. I, I did catch yeah, a couple, but I missed prob- that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that one's great because uh, you know the because um, in the animated series there's a part where well there's an episode where uh, the deadly motapa virus from uh, the movie Outbreak finds its way to the Quick Stop and they have to seal it up. So. There's a press conference held by the mayor who happens to be dressed like Mayor McCheese. Uh, And, you know, he's like, coincidentally, I was on my way to a a costume party. And I think, oh, yeah. And earlier in that episode, I think the police chief gave one. And he was also Mayor McCheese because he was also on his way to a different costume party. (laughs) That's just a uh, that was a reoccurring joke in one of the episodes. And they made reference to it in there. And also in that episode, they probably said my favorite joke in the entire animated series. Um, Walt and Steve Dave were, of course, in the audience with the mayor, uh-huh. and you know Steve Dave raised his hand asking, like, "Can the virus kill the grimace?" And the mayor's like, "Nothing can kill the grimace."
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it, but that animated series, I highly recommend it if you haven't checked it out. It's it was yeah, if, very short lived, so it's it's like half a season. Him it's half a season, 20 minute episodes. Very, it's funny. And you get, uh, most, if not all of the original, uh, voice cast. I want to say, I don't recall anybody.
1: Yeah. You get re-cast. Brian O'Halloran, you get Jeff Anderson, Jason Mews. Yeah. And, uh, I don't Kevin recall Smith if Kevin
2: obviously. Smith says anything, but I mean, he was involved. In yes, he does. Of that series. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He does do voice a lot.
1: Uh, at the end, they do a Jay and silent Bob's like a safety thing at the end mm-hmm. of kids episodes where it's Jay and silent Bob and, and, where Jake is like, hey kids, I'm Jay, and I'm Silent Bob.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Kevin every time. Nice. Yeah, like, yeah. I know that he is, but you also get Alec Baldwin in six episodes. I, God, I do not remember that woman. at all, but yeah, I know. Yeah, he was Leonardo Leonardo.
2: Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> uh yeah. Um but yeah, this movie, like, so, uh, where are we at? So Randall's making. He has a his heart attack yet? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah, and he's uh, some of the filmmaking stuff they do is fun. Um, essentially, uh, they're trying to figure out, okay, who's going to shoot it, and Silent Bob ends up being their their cinematographer, their DP, which was a was because
1: his Instagram. Mostly just because his Instagram account is awesome.
2: Yeah. Filled with <laughs> great pictures. Holy shit. <laughs> but like he, he's was the funny,
1: I, I follow I follow Kev on Instagram. He does take some pretty cool pictures. Mm.
2: What well, he has uh, he has this huge speech about why it's gonna be in black and white. It's like God, <laughs> these colors are abysmal. We are not shooting this in color. We're shooting this in black and white also to show <laughs> how this like kills the human soul <laughs> it's like it's a huge speech about it's like okay cool and it's also like oh yeah and we can also we can shoot uh daytime at night and cover it up easier <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're
1: gonna go with it
2: yeah yeah okay cool cool yeah he that was his huge speech i like the uh uh, how they had Jay, like, maybe it was supposed to be Randall misremembering, but it was uh, Jay trying to say the line. You know, there, there's a million fine-looking bitches in the world. Not all of them will bring lasagna to you at work. <laughs> oh,
1: he couldn't say the line? Yeah, he, he could do, not which I get believe it was a, Which I believe was a actual part, because that line originally was going to go to Jay mm-hmm. in Clerks. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't say it, He couldn't deliver it. So, I was like, fuck it, I'll just fucking
2: do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that became the thing Which, that Silent Bob gets his little like line in the movie.
1: <laughs> yep. And I, I really liked that. I liked all the nods to it because it really de- I'd say it definitely was like maybe Kev stroking his own
2: <laughs> ego a little. I'm kind of OK with it because like he's but, going but, back yeah, to okay a time where he's made like just a good fun movie. And I'm I'm all there for the ride um, yeah.
1: and where he was just having fun with his friends.
2: Um, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Sh- an argument can't be made. Maybe this won't stand on its own if you're not a fan of the other two. That being said, I don't know. It might. It's pretty damn good.
1: Um, it is. It's really damn good. Yeah. Uh, Throughout it, while, uh, you know, uh, Dante's asking Randall exactly what are we going to put in this movie? And, you know, he's realizing that, you know, maybe every single conversation we've ever had while we were in here, man, that shit should be in the movie hmm yeah and you know and then they start reminiscing about like everything so they start referencing other movies mm-hmm. the first uh familiar face that we get to see is he's just like hey, i'm burning 30 seat he's like have a good night and rand just goes 37 yeah and he laughs. you're not putting that in the movie mm-hmm. you are not putting that in the movie mm-hmm. later we get to meet veronica again
2: yeah yeah uh <laughs> and then her and dante get to uh reconnect Uh, yeah
1: after veronica says some really mean stuff
2: yeah yeah and and dante dante has his head together he he goes and talks to her and yeah they reconnect quite literally quite literally literally. (laughs) (laughs) uh and again like I felt like this movie was going to shape up into Dante's been like on hold for 14 years and he just needs to restart his life. Yes, he's older now, but he can still do it. And going straight into the biggest spoiler in the movie, that is not the direction the movie takes. Um, They do do a little bit of foreshadowing when when Randall's in the hospital and he's getting better where, you know, Dante, you have a diet very similar to your friend. Um, you should probably be careful for this as well. Because in the end, Dante does have a heart attack. Except his is much more severe. Yeah. And the movie ends with... uh, Well, one, one of the endings of the movie is uh Randall breaking into Dante's room. And he shows him the movie he made, which is essentially the original Clerks. And throughout the movie, it's been clear that Randall's gonna be the main character. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, when he shows it to him, he he confesses, dude, you've always been the main character in my life. You're the main character here, too, which was yeah, so nice.
1: <laughs> but and he... it was
2: a very rare
1: moment of like Rand- Randall just showing his real vulnerability. Yeah. No. Which we've always kind of gotten some glimpses of in the past two movies. Mm-hmm. Like one, we kind of got a bit of it but it was more of him being frustrated with Dante, essentially yeah. telling him to shit or get off the pot.
2: Yeah, which is true. He needed to in that
1: movie.
0: He, needed to.
1: he did. He did. And uh, even in the second one, he still like was saying, like, dude, you're the only thing that I have stable.
2: Like, yeah. yeah. That...
1: I'm not dealing with you leaving that well. I'm not handling this
2: well. Well, yeah, there's that great friend. moment in yeah. the second one where he tells James and Pop, okay, cover your ears. And then he's like, dude. You're my best friend like ever. I love you, man. It's it's actually a very sweet moment in the second one. <laughs> it is. Yeah, well they just amped that, that one up in this oh in that
1: scene right there. Oh I was <laughs> I was a I was a mess. I was a mess right then.
2: Yeah. Like, nope. Nope. But that's the thing. So I did pretty good the
1: whole yeah, I did pretty good the whole movie up until that point.
2: Well, the yeah, the the big spoiler being that uh Dante sees the movie and not long after that, he dies. And... Yep. Man, and yeah. Jeff Anderson sells the shit out of that. Um, and it, it's worth noting, Ryan Halloran had all his stuff before then where he was selling the shit out of his grief for Becky. And then you get Jeff yeah. Anderson's grief he, for Dante. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, he
1: had a scene where he went to go visit Becky's grave.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, the spirit of Becky... Came to him, whether it was in his own mind just to help him deal with his own grief. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that scene alone, he was just gave such a great monologue. Like, yeah, he, he he yeah, he you you saw his grief, his sadness, his sorrow, just how much pain he was going through living without her. And he's confessing all of this to her. And I think it was something that that kevin made for a way that we could see how dante's dealing with his time without Becky. how he's been able to like cope with it and still kind of have a conversation it's kind of like going to like the headstone of a loved one and talking to them yeah and i think in in that moment during his coma where he's in the theater right before the heat passes how they visually depict it which is i think what got me is you see him washing it kind of just laughing at it as it's happening and then becky comes up right next to him and he kind of looks a little surprised and then he's like hey let's go he like mm-hmm. pats her up because he kind of figured it out like what's actually happening yeah and she's like don't you want to see the rest of the movie he's like no i trust the director mm-hmm. and then he just walked away into the light and right then i'm like wait a minute yeah no 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 mm-hmm. and that's when they cut to his like heart monitor
2: mm-hmm. i need mean, and Randall freaking yeah, and out. The, Rand-
1: the eulogy uh, that he gave was really good, too.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, it it does make me think that Kevin Smith was... Uh, like, I feel like it's the script's a little inconsistent on in what they're going to do with Dante, which is an issue. But um, I definitely feel like... And they reference it. The original ending to Clerks was supposed to be Dante getting shot and killed. And so it ending with Dante <laughs> yeah. dying... Okay, obviously he doesn't get shot, because holy shit, but...
1: Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, like, I'm gonna make a sequel, I'm not a fucking hack.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know... Uh, Did you get the
1: special introduction by Kevin?
2: I got the special introduction, and I also got this fairly long uh, behind-the-scenes thing after the credits.
1: Yeah, we didn't stay for all the behind-the-scenes thing, but we did stay for the uh, voiceover during the uh, ending credits of him just... Yeah. I think on the verge of tears himself.
2: Yeah. Well, that's the to think, like, this is such a nice way to kind of close off this universe and this, like, chapter in his life. It's one of those things where it's like, if you were a fan of, like, his early movies, God, this is... Check this out as soon as it becomes available. This is just this is a nice you. closing. Yeah, um, a fitting closing. Um, I am, of course, fine if Kevin wants to revisit this universe, if he's properly inspired. But if he's not properly inspired, I would re- definitely recommend leaving it here because this is just such a good ending for it. Um, I know
1: he's. I know recently he's been trying to legally fight away to get the rights back to Dogma.
2: Yes, I've heard about that. Yeah. Um, Apparently they put up the rights for sale for like 5 million and he didn't have the money. So I raised it. And when he went to go buy it, they're like, Oh, for you. No, we're not selling to you. And it was just like, "The fuck,
1: Harvey Weinstein's guys wouldn't sell it to him.
2: Yeah. I know.
1: Harvey Weinstein.
2: Yeah. And it was before all the allegations came out about Weinstein when Kevin had a little falling out with Harvey. Um, unrelated stuff but uh harvey weinstein is a human piece of garbage um everything i've seen from kevin smith seems like he's actually an unbelievably nice guy so
1: yeah and hearing about like i know that part of the reasons is like they had a when they had a falling out i think it was over another film but and i know he i had heard him talk about like right before all those allegations and everything came out i started to think you know I might've lost my, my cool. And it was after his heart attack. Uh He said, I might've lost my cool a little with Harvey and, and you know, he did help me out a lot. Maybe I should just reach out to him and, you know, see how he's doing, catch Mm -hmm. up. Uh Like they called, And I said, he called, we talked for a little while and everything was good. And he said, we planned to like do lunch or whatever. And about a week later, all that started coming out. Uh And I know that he had gotten a phone call from him after that. And he was just kind of like, Harv, I don't know what to say to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's just kind of what Kevin kind of washes his hands with them, Like, yeah, no, I'm I'm good, man. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it is interesting to look at Dogma because he, he, one thing Kevin <sighs> Smith talks about, I don't remember if it's the beginning or the end of the movie. He talks about how d- when Lionsgate picked up Dogma for a brief little bit, it was Lionsgate's most successful movie ever. Yeah. Which was kind of interesting. Dogma is awesome. It is. Um, it is a great movie. Yeah. I'm I'm also surprised
1: at how many different actors that he got back that were in the original. I mean, well, yeah. I was not surprised he did like four roles
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> in the movie. I ca- At least four I counted. He uh, did the guidance counselor. He did the guy who was highly offended. Yeah, uh, he also was the guy who came in. He also recreated his scene with the truly's gum guy, that yeah, was also Walt there. <laughs> and uh, I think he was also one of the guys playing hockey up there because I think that was most of the guys from Comic Book Men who were playing hockey
0: nice. on, on the roof
1: against them. I mean, I recognized uh, Brian, Brian O'Halloran that beard, yeah, not Brian O'Halloran, but uh, Brian Johnson. Oh, okay, I recognize yeah. that beard. Mm-hmm. That that's Brian Johnson.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we get a whole bunch of fun cameos when Randall's uh, auditioning for the movie, and then uh, just says, "Fuck it, we're playing ourselves." <laughs> the cameos were great. Ben yeah. Stiller was fucking hilarious. Uh, Affleck, it was Affleck, not <laughs> Affleck. That's <Yeah>.
0: right. <laughs> Fred
1: Armiston, too. He was in there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Supergirl was in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's quite a few in there worth checking out. Um, but yeah, God, uh, this is this is good. This is a good ending to this trilogy. Um, yeah. I, I've i already said it, but um, listen, if you're a fan of Kevin Smith, check this out. I, I yeah, don't. This
1: is, yeah, this is. Yes, just check this movie out. He's
2: had a very yeah. spotty track <laughs> record recently. I don't know if he's got another good one in him, but this is def this was a winner. This was good.
1: No, mm. no, I, I actually enjoyed Jay and Bob reboot for kind of what it was. Yeah, I I kind of saw I'm it as him kind of poking fun, kind of poking fun at the whole notion of reboots and everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It didn't quite but, work you for know, me. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's I would have to rewatch it to really analyze it. I just remember a lot of it kind of falling flat for me. Um. It also kind of
1: just saw it as a vessel for him to like put his daughter as a lead.
2: Oh yeah, well that's the interesting question because I wasn't sure about this. So his daughter is in the end of this movie, and I don't know who she's supposed to be. Jay's daughter. Jay's daughter. It's, so she's supposed to be Jay's daughter. Yeah, that's, oh, that, that's what they found okay. out at the end
1: of at the end of Jay and Bob reboot.
2: That oh, he and Justice had a kid. God, I didn't remember. He and that. Justice. Had that's a kid. right. Yeah. That does seem familiar. Okay, <laughs> brain farting on that. Okay. Yeah, I've I've only seen that one once. Oh, um, we we forgot to mention
1: Elias in this one.
2: Yeah, I was about to right, say we should probably talk about Elias. He's a pretty big player.
1: <laughs> yeah, very ma- so in the beginning he has a very similar intro to as he did in Clerks 2. Yeah. He pulls up this time as opposed to it being his family, it's he has a whole cult of people who are yeah. just following the same religious beliefs, but he says it's not a cult.
2: Yeah. A cult. Sure, sure, sure.
1: Uh, sure. Um <laughs> They're going to have these Christ kites.
2: Yeah. It has Buddy Christ on it, too, which is a great touch. <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Buddy Christ <Price> is
1: amazing. <laughs> and they apparently made it as an NFT, which don't worry, that came into play later. Um, yeah. To help get funding during the movie, Dante had called his ex-wife or his and, well, ex-fiance, ex-fiance. yes. His it's... ex-fiance for help. And, you know, he put up his his third or his half of the quick stop as collateral. So at the end, you know, when he died, uh, she ended up owning that because he put it up as collateral. So so guys, you're going to pay. She came in to say, pay me my money or I'm going to take this store and burn it to the ground as someone should have done a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Just so she could collect her money. Mm-hmm. That's when uh, Eli- Elias's friend, who is he, kind of has his own little silent Bob Lackey throughout all this movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, it was kind of an interesting dynamic. Yeah, there. but I think that I think that guy who played him might actually be Kev, like Harley's actual boyfriend. Myself, oh
0: daughter, okay. Actual,
1: I think that guy is. I think mm-hmm. I've seen. He looked really familiar, and I think I saw him on, like, Kevin's cri- Christmas post. where it was, oh, like, okay. family, uh, Like, mostly the clerks, people, whole family, so that might have been it. Okay. But it was kind of cool, mm-hmm. I thought. And, and anyways, their NFT ends up taking off huge, and they're able to pretty much buy her out. Yeah. They just throw her some money, and Eliza's like, get the fuck out of my store. Mm-hmm. So and it was just more of a... Like, Mr. Dante would be so proud of you right now, Elias. <laughs>
2: so, if they make a clerk's four, it will be Randall and Elias. Yeah. I'm 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 not really game for it without will. Dante, but you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it th- it does end on a shot that I have now seen in a lot of the trailers, which is that far panning out shot of the mm-hmm. store and the two of them and Dante yeah. just kind of looking over at Randall and Randall just looking out at the store. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, him just because it ends with him kind of saying to himself, "Really wish you were here, bud."
2: Mm-hmm. And then I looked you,
1: up and smiled.
2: You get Harley yeah. Quinn Smith doing the the milk. Was she doing the milk thing or the egg thing? It was one of the two. <laughs> it was the milk thing. Okay, <laughs> which
1: I believe the milk lady was played by Kevin's mother in the original.
2: Ah, oh, won't surprise me. Uh, I love that they got a lot of people back, which was a great touch. Rick
1: Darris, yeah. Rick Darris, and uh and uh Tracy um Jones. Yeah, because that was Tracy Jones, the sister to Alyssa.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it gets confusing with with the viewers' few
1: movies. It gets a little confusing because yeah. so many of the characters are interconnected.
2: Yeah, so many characters but are interconnected. So many characters are played by the same actor. It gets confusing. But God, it was God one damn, of damn Rick Harris hadn't aged a day. Did
1: yeah. You? Did you notice that?
2: Yeah, it, he hadn't it aged a day. Fucking <laughs> early days of cinematic universes. <laughs> He hadn't aged a day. And, uh, uh, well anything to add before we sign out?
1: <laughs> oh no. This was a really, really great, great movie. Yeah. And was uh, good yeah, ending. I, bra- bravo, mm-hmm. Kevin.
2: Bravo. Bravo, Kevin. Bravo, Jeff Anderson, bravo Brian O'Halloran. Jesus Christ. Bring in your A games, guys. Boys. Oh, Jesus and boys. I just want to mention I love how uh, Jay can't act at all. He is just like whenever he like the loudmouth guy, all you have to do is pretend to be yourself and he can't do it. <laughs>
1: well, I know that that's based off of a lot of truth. Mm-hmm. I saw an interview with Jason Mews where he's like, well, all of that is just like exactly how it was when we originally did it.
0: Mm-hmm. I couldn't do
1: it. And I've heard Kevin say the same thing. He's like, yeah, if you notice in like clerks and uh, mall rats, I'm like standing right next to him. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is I pinch him whenever he has to say his lies. Yeah. So that he knows when he has to say it and do it. You could actually see it a few times in Mall rats. You could oh, actually wow. see me looking at him and just wincing a little bit.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but <Light>. that, <laughs> all of that was really based off the of truth. I also like the scene where, uh, rant, where that mother in the beginning was holding her, her small kid and Randall says really horrific shit to say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <That was laughs>
1: I think cool. that was a very nice call to, back to the original. Yeah. Because it was just more of like, oh, yeah, they used editing tricks before. Now he's making you say it, Jeff. Yeah. Now he's making you actually do it. <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, it was a nice touch.
2: Because I know
1: in the beginning, he just he didn't want to say all those, like, porno titles in front of a kid. Mm-hmm. felt wrong.
2: <laughs> now it's like, you're doing it. You're, <laughs> you're fucking doing it now.
1: <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to turn you into fucking Brando.
2: Yeah. And he did. Yeah, God, yeah. Jesus Christ, he did! <laughs> Holy shit!
1: Oh. Fuck yeah!
2: God, the chops on those guys! Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's I, worth I, watching I it for nothing enough. else to see their chops. Uh Jesus Christ! Yeah,
1: I, I can't say I can't give this movie enough praise more than it already deserves.
2: Yeah,
0: it's,
1: it it is truly his masterpiece,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm actually okay if he just becomes a public figure now. Like, yeah, Kev can, in my opinion, Captain Retire from filmmaking.
2: No, his podcast is fun. Yeah, if you want to just keep on yeah. doing that and not really do the filmmaking, I'm I'm okay with that. Um his track record is happening stuff. great. So <laughs> Yeah,
1: or even just kind of being like, "Hey guys, I'm Kevin Smith and I'm your host today for this."
2: Yeah. That's cool. For sure.
1: That's that, that's cool, Kev.
2: <laughs> uh, let's see. When are you going
1: to be on like like, you know, inside the or the new maybe he should take over inside the actor studio.
2: Sure. I've heard people rumor about him like Taking over the Stanley cameos, which would be a fun touch. <laughs> that
1: would be cool. Yeah, I mean, we, is, we they are established to be in that universe.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see the the well, we see the uh, Mallrats script in uh, Stanley's reading, reading, reading Captain him. Marvel. Yeah, nice touch.
1: <laughs> and I think that that was only put in there because the director is a huge Mallrats fan.
2: Ah. That makes I sense. What, well what it well it's also the yeah. right time period for that yeah <laughs>
1: yeah and it kind of works
2: mm-hmm. so uh <laughs> let's see next week we're gonna be doing rogue one the next three episodes of she-hulk and then next three episodes of house of the dragon oh and then, good finally
1: maybe yeah. those memes I've seen will make sense now
2: yeah well house of the dragon <laughs> or she-hulk <laughs>
1: uh house of the dragon oh, okay but, like,
2: I actually just got like, caught poo-poo up poo-pooing. yesterday so yeah <laughs>
1: Okay. I, I I was waiting because I did just do a lot of Lord of the Rings this week. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Lord of the Rings is uh, it's getting interesting, but yeah, I spe- the first one's a bit much. <laughs> but yes, uh, so everyone, have a good one. Take care. They think order and chaos are somehow opposites and try to control what won't.
0: Do you enjoy pain?
2: Pain don't hurt.